Hello. Uh, hey. How you guys doing? Fucking Mark can't the even beast. Answer. Mark. Can't even. <laughs> Mark can't by even the damn the... beast. <laughs> um, that's a good way of putting it. This yeah. week. Um, we watched. Uh, we watched <laughs> the the new uh, the new movie. She dies tomorrow. The Amy Simons movie. Um. And we also watched the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, and we also watched the um, 1953 Ozu film Tokyo Story. Mm-hmm. I've never that's seen good, that. Is you're really welcome. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Have, have can I just ask? Have either of you ever seen the movie Make Way for Tomorrow? No, no. So um, it's from 19 like 37. And it's an American movie, and it's the movie that Tokyo Story is kind of based on. Um, but I highly recommend that one also. Um, but Tokyo Story was so amazing. Mm-hmm. You were um, getting, you were getting, you were thinking of it at the time. It was mm-hmm. hearkening. Well, I had never seen Tokyo Story, and um, but I watched Make Way for Tomorrow a few weeks ago, uh, or maybe oh, a wow. couple months ago. It got it released on Criterion Channel. Oh, okay. Um, does it feel and, like an like a pretty strong echo of it when you watch Tokyo Story? Oh or? yeah, yeah. I mean, like different cultural stuff, and and like mm-hmm. Make Way for Tomorrow is a little maybe a little darker. Like the mm-hmm. the two old people have like lost their house because the like father got laid off basically, mm-hmm. um, and so they like they or they're losing their house, so they like have to tell their kids they're losing the house, and then like the kids sort of like at first are like, yeah, come live with us. Like, um, and, but then of course, uh, like they don't actually like want them there and can't uh, handle having them there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to remember, I was trying to remember why we like, why we decided to watch these three movies. It felt like when we were making our choices, we had like really good reasons for these. Um, but the the like overwhelming feeling I get from these three movies is one of like total like doom, impending <laughs> yeah. doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, these are movies about doom, yeah. like or, like the the people you're with for the majority of the movies are like doomed in a certain kind of way. Yeah, mm. either like pretty literally in some ways, and 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 it's pretty transparent to them, and you know like. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling the doom. I, I wrote down like, doom. Sp- yeah. I had written doom space and you're right. Yeah. Y'all are exactly right. <laughs> I think Say more I'm about not- doom space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, with Tokyo story, I had was kind of thinking about the, and I had watched, you had mentioned that you had seen late spring. So I wanted to see this trilogy of movies that this mm. Noriko trilogy. And so the I, Nariko. So I the late spring and early summer, and so I watched them and kind of realized, thinking at the time that those were a linear progression of movies, but it's really just that Ozu's got these characters that he wants to. He almost resets the deck with each movie, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, with this family Mm -hmm. scenario, with these family scenarios, or these, uh, yeah, what's happening with with these people, and uh, the actor could be a could uh, he could be the the young man in in one movie and he's the the grandfather in the in the other Mm. and 
but it was just this amazing kind of shuffling of the deck that happens and the space that, and, you know, kind of just playing in this space, you know, this looks like, yeah, again, like, and we've kind of seen in some of these movies, you know, or, or in Dealman, like kind of the, the day resets, the resetting of the, you know, the resetting of the kitchen of the kitchen scene and yeah. that doom space well, that they are, <laughs> or that that can become this, this doom space of not, not just anything can happen, but, um, it's the space in which, yeah, the good and the bad happen. And that yeah. includes I guess, the doom space, I guess. Well, I love that thought about reshuffling the deck as kind of like a way of, um, I don't know. I'm always thinking about how weird it is that like all the hours of the day are the same length, but there are some that we use for sleeping and that, and that sleeping is this like reset. So if you're having, it is true sometimes that if you're having a shitty day, like going to sleep fixes it. Right. Or mm. like you wake up and, and there's other things that feel like kinds of resets. Like I feel like a shower can sometimes feel like a reset in a certain way. I've been way, wanting to like... take like 30 showers a day. I haven't <laughs> been, but like, yeah, I, yeah. I was going to take a shower, like the whole, you know, uh, about like six fifty. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a shower and take a shower. Um, and then I'm going to put on headphones in the shower and like listen to the Ramones for like 10 minutes and, then, like, come out <laughs> and feel like a human being. And then I just uh, froze in front of this, the space heater, like, which mm. is the other shower. Sorry, I didn't mm. mean to, uh, no, to no. mess with your momentum there, but I'm just mm. saying I'm deep. I'm pretty deep into showers now. Well, I'm just interested. <laughs> I, I'm like, as a person who is like, a little bit miserable at the moment i'm interested in like how how a reset can work like at the end of a day mm-hmm. or um and i was thinking about it a lot during she dies tomorrow like um mm-hmm. i sort of intentionally like didn't read anything about the movie and it, like um and like so the movie sort of begs you to start imagining what could ha- what's going to happen tomorrow like you you go through all the, this whole progression of of being kind of like well like maybe they're probably wrong about this. Nobody's going to really die. Yeah. Like, but like, mm-hmm. what is going to happen? And and like, what does it symbolize? And there's that scene where like <clears throat> the married couple like wakes up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. it, it's, there's like a, they have like a little bit of hope and they're kind of like staring out the window. It's just like, I don't know. It is kind of amazing how just like waking up can somehow sometimes fix things. But then sometimes you wake up and just are immediately like crushed by whatever <laughs> you were thinking of to end the previous night it's like well, i mean mo- most 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 mornings for most, most days. of my life yeah. begin that way but i would yeah. say you know the the couple in that movie and the reason that i i actually find she dies tomorrow like really not hopeful but really comforting mm-hmm. because I'm, i can see your smile because i'm insane but the, uh, no no like, i'm a, i'm gonna agree with you but continue okay so there are like four or five <laughs> moments in it where that like I really relate to in terms of when things are bad and it's clear that they're bad and that nothing can change them. Like, what can you do? It's, it's like, it's the thing in the, you can only sit next to John Cusack in the room that's snowing. Like you can't really like move anything, you know? And so there's so much about that, like solidarity and being doomed Mm -hmm. with other people and being doomed in parallel. Yeah. Um, that I 
don't think is the same thing as being hopeless with other people, but it's more just like, you know, I, I think that the the handful of times in in a life when you are in some sort of medical scenario with people or where mm-hmm. you where there's some sort of real crisis where someone might die or something is really like the shit's going down. Like there's also those I like the the moments that make me feel most human are the places where it's not necessarily like like funny but it's like you're you're acknowledging the absurdity of that scenario and that there's Mm -hmm. no way out and that you're just gonna you know um you know like the last 10 hours of like life with a pet that's going to be put to sleep or something like that or like yeah yeah um that kind of feeling or like i don't know i really loved the the um what's her uh jane what's her name jane adams yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane Adams yeah. is like I loved her character so much. So and good. I basically wanted to make you guys watch this movie because of um like one sentence that she says, um, which is like <laughs> she shows up all crazed and yeah. she's like obviously taking on the role of like the fucked up person in the family that like, you know, is not unfamiliar to me and like shows up in her pj in her pjs and is like acting real crazy and people are kind of trying to be polite but also you know the the um the brother's wife is being a dick you know there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff like that and then um you know the brother says like you're in your pajamas and she just says what they're floral and i thought that was the best thing ever like it's like i'm trying it's like there's a pattern on these like yeah yeah the distinction between this and like what someone might wear out is not a gigantic goal and she's just pointing that out that like look i'm gonna like in the face of death like the distinction between pajamas and like a really nice outfit Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is floral is pretty meaningless but also i really like her pajamas throughout the movie too great pajamas shows how centered how centered she really is in that in that whole storm yeah around her yeah there's there's a couple things that i think about in that movie but that's the thing that has um i because that it's not just that I think that that's funny is that I think it's really it I don't I haven't untangled it in my head but there's something like really beautiful and truthful too about yeah. her saying uh-huh. what it's floral that's yeah, really good yeah. she also has a moment in that scene where like when when the husband turns out the lights for the birthday cake and she like yeah. gasps oh. and then and then she's like is, is was that was it, that was it? The, yeah was that yeah. it that's that's you uh, uh, <laughs> that's totally <laughs> that's the venn diagram of me loving seth lambin most <laughs> is, is the person that's like well i guess this is it yes. <laughs> just the way she gasps and it's like she goes through the whole movie with like um, it's like her face is almost smiling the whole movie. Like, yeah. she's like so close to a smile, but not quite there. Well, yeah, brought so close yeah. to the, to her own destruction that that's the only. Yeah, I just kept thinking in some of these that, you know, the closer these things get to depressing me, the more 
kind of my reaction sometimes gets to laughing about it, especially with y'all just in, in, in mm-hmm. texting <laughs> with you about like some of the, whatever moments we find in these, in these movies together. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, that it's kind of like that, that that's always my, my reaction, you know, and, and thinking about like family members that have passed and like how quickly you make, you make jokes about that and then how you, how we, we have to do that, how that's like this, mm-hmm. this thing. And it's almost like, it's like, man, is this just like the, Man, now I'm realizing we're just setting each other up for like punchlines in all these, in all these, in mm-hmm. all these dungeons. <laughs> but, or the punchlines come easier in the dungeon. That's yeah. what it is. It's like, um, what's the phrase? Is the phrase "whistling in the dark"? Like, I um, never know what that means. Uh, but so I'm really excited. I can't is whistle. That, is that about? I, I can't. can't I can't whistle either. either. Oh my god! None of us can whistle. You know, in in a group in a of people, du- we're in a dungeon. <laughs> no, no, no. We're 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 in the right here because there's always like one asshole that can whistle really well that wants to fucking whistle all night yeah. when it's a room of people that can't whistle. It's my daughter Ada. But... I can't believe it. She's, <laughs> she whistles constantly, and I can't. And it's so loud. I can't believe the 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 levels and the yeah, just all the. Nuance is it just out of, is whistle. it out of straight contempt for the non-whistling? But she's also just the kind of person that just kind of picks up. Yeah, she's just picking up every, just kind of sees it and picks it up. It's just not mine. I kind of yeah, just sit here in the, sit here in the dark and hmm. not and don't whistle. I've, probably the best news of the week is that you both can't whistle. To me, I feel mm-hmm. I feel yeah, really here we are part of something. So like, what is whistling in the dark? Well, oh, yeah. like, uh, I believe what it means to whistle in the dark, I'm probably getting this wrong, but the way I always think about it is, um, like when you're like, when you're terrified and you like make your, like you make noise to like know mm, that you're still mm, there. Mm, like, mm. Or like, um, that's like the cartoon move too. Right. But that, that's usually about like trying to not act suspicious or something. Like, yeah, I'm I'm googling the phrase right now just to like see if I actually have. When it that right. show alone, we got really into that show, or these, yeah, you know, not 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 a lot of the survival shows, but this one alone. Just I guess the, just the fact of them really being kind of, or this, you know, really appearing to be out there by themselves. And the but yeah, when, the, when the animals get close, they have to really scream to. The phrase alert alludes to like plucking up your courage in the face of fear mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah like i said yeah. said that if they in around the tent if they thought this animal was coming too close you know this one i think someone thinks there's a wildebeest or something that's around the tent and you start like screaming and huffing and you know trying to really make yourself yeah known in the dark Scream. well and there's something so nice about like <laughs> And she dies tomorrow, like as this, like as this sickness spreads, like the way, the way it like hits people. So there's like so much I want to talk about with this movie about like, um, like there's this quote from the Wikipedia page, um, that where Amy Simons evidently at some point said that she came up with the idea for the script after noticing how people reacted to her sharing her stories of anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And I was just thinking about like what it's like to try to explain depression to someone or like, um, or like when you're sad, just like either not wanting to talk about it or not being able to talk about anything else. And like mm-hmm. someone asks you how you're doing and you're just like, 
I like can we talk about anything other than like me right now? Yeah. Like um like I I what good would it possibly do to talk about my life? Like that's um, the best response to like how are you doing? Like, I know what well, it's like to talk about my life. What else? The is question there? is like so unbearable sometimes and it it's because or at least in my experience it's because like I, it's just like I don't want to like make someone else have this thought. Like, yeah. like why? Why would someone else have to go through this? Like, what? what or how are they even going to access it? And oh, like in the man. in the movie, every time someone has this feeling that they're going to die tomorrow, like the they're like they're basically like gaslit by the people around them until those people then like um are subsumed by the sickness themselves of like Ooh. knowing that it's coming oh man um, yeah i don't know that's a dungeon right yeah of course there's there's a lot of dungeons there's so yeah. many dungeons this week and yeah, you made me yeah. that made me think of you know and what i had kind of been tracking along with in in all of these but kind of like the, the edifices that we have to make you know of ourselves for other people you know that like what how much of mm-hmm. myself what do I have to make of myself today? Like, or what? Do I, how do I have to make myself appear to, yep. to the to, to to whatever? And I guess that especially in Jesse James and mm-hmm. yeah. and in Tokyo Story, you know, too. But uh, yeah, just this like, mm-hmm. and and once that edifice kind of gets built, like what? Just this the endless, you know, kind of retouching of it and the, the and how how distorting it is and and. And, yeah. and everything. Well, pretty... can, can we talk about the dungeon line from Je- Assassination of Jesse James? Like, so I'm just going to read this, the quote, like from the narration that we were texting about this week, which is like, um, as, as Bob or, or as Jesse is sort of, I, I forget actually who it's about. Is it about Bob or Jesse? But um, the narration says, and the, oh, they're like, this character is like reading omens. I can't remember now if it's Bob or Jesse, but um, the narration says, and the omens promised bad luck, which moated and dungeoned him. Mm. <laughs> it got moated. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking about like the way we, we have been talking about the concept of the dungeon or whatever. And like, um, the the reading of signs in in the world around you or like the reading of experiences and how how bad we all are at like being good statisticians kind of like yeah. we're we're all like we're so bad at like remembering the right examples like all we do is remember the wrong examples like the or the examples that are going to or, or like the examples that are going to like uh, feed the narrative that we want to feed, which is like the wrong one inevitably, and like, mm. uh, or or read the wind wrong. Yeah, or read the wind wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, I think. <laughs> well, I just keep thinking about you know in all these movies that of course I'm seeing these things and how they connect with me and us and think of y'all and everything else, and then I think like of of course is there anything you know more more to is that just what i'm kind of programmed to do? is this vaccine you know just got me only looking towards you know these certain details now you know now that i've gotten that sweet sweet vaccine you know just as can i only can i only see certain 
Like, is random, it filtering out your reality yeah, in some way? Yeah. yeah. This is just I'm a, sure it has to be. Yeah. Huh. That's an interesting thought. But no, I mean, am I just attuned no, in general to this only, you know, like the being colorblind? Am I, am I only, or, you know, in, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as a colorblind individual, you know, and just kind of thinking about like, what does that even mean? Like, so y'all are really getting glimpses of stuff that I just can't, you know, just can't tap into on a daily basis. And what, what does that even mean that there are all these, that there are these other frequencies that I can't tap, that my eyes can't tap into what does that even? I see tons of shit. I can. It's not black yeah. and white. And no. uh, what's that <laughs> movie with Bruce of... Willis? What's that Bruce Willis movie? Uh, the color of the, the color oh, of something. Yeah. Um, and uh, where he's colorblind in the in the pool of blood. It's like, come on. If I'm yeah, in a pool well, of blood, if I'm la- lapping around in a in a room full of blood, I'm gonna know that's red blood, <laughs> dude. That is red blood. <laughs> Well, wait, we have a pretty good just excuse. Say, just I'm colorblind. I can't see all this blood. Yeah, I want to say That's though that the whole mean. the whole point of this podcast is like a, is about like blind spots. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just mine is only it's only getting more. I guess when you stare at the blind spot long enough, you're literally. I mean, I'm just only realizing just how blind how how blind I continue to be to everything else in the entire in the mm-hmm. entire world. And that yeah. it really is just, and I now I'm starting to feel more and more a, a, a real guilt in the pleasure of getting to kind of hop around to the different islands of <laughs> of other people's like historical and fictional disple- displeasures, <laughs> and kind of just <laughs> lap, lap around, <laughs> lap around a little bit at the pool, and uh, oh my god, Animal Crossing, kind of just hop back over to you know to my little friendly island or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll acknowledge was, that. I'll tip my hat to that. My vaccine when, hat. When I was a mere listener to the dungeon, um, <laughs> I, I I really liked hearing you all talk about grace because I was thinking about it a lot too. And I think about, I think, of you know, you're talking about the dungeon just now as this sort of, you know, blind spot. And I was thinking like, whenever we talk about grace, it's always like, there that you see the blind spot and that the blind spot Mm. is becomes irrelevant because of some sort of scale change or some Mm. sort of other thing so it's not not it's not like this complete detachment from like uh it's not like you see everything and know everything perfectly and that you've made all the right decisions it's that like you fucked up and it doesn't matter because there's this larger way of being that you're acknowledging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's about so, acceptance. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that that's part of what I appreciate. I think that that's one of the things that you get from thinking about like dungeons is you get to think about it as like, you get to localize it in space in your mind and you get to sort of frame it in some ways. And mm-hmm. then like, there's some potential for connecting it to, allowing it to dissolve in some ways, Al- allowing it's like relevance that seems like it's completely like um, crushing to stand in for like all of reality, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I know. Uh, you're making me think so much about assassination of Jesse James right now, because like, yeah. I've been oh. trying all week. I've been trying all week. There's two things I want to say, but like one of them is that I've been trying all week to think about like the way it's filmed and like how so many times like the edges of the frame are like blurred. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like Bob 
Bob Ford is like experiencing Jesse through a kind of like tunnel vision where he can't see anything else. And like, if that could go away, it would let, like, yeah, it's like what you were saying. So like his blind spot is like every, is like the entire world basically, except for like this one thing he's obsessed with. But then also I was thinking about like how the end of the movie before Bob gets killed, like, um, there is like it almost is like he reaches a kind of grace as like a kind mm. of like bum- bummed out bartender. Like <laughs> once he's like once he's like given up on the idea that he's like special in some way, yeah. he's like able to like settle into his life, mm-hmm. um, mm. which feels yeah. like a kind of grace. And yeah. then of course that's when he then dies. he gets murdered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, no, I like that. Can I also just mention that uh, I was telling you guys, well, maybe we'll get into like the, the snowy I'm just obsessed. Well, no, I'm obsessed with like how um, dialogue is filmed in Tokyo Story with like the centered uh, yeah. shot, shots <laughs> oh, of the yeah. faces and how it was reminding me so much of Silence of the Lambs. That and then blew I reala- my mind. When you but said that, that. And, then, and then I realized that the guy who plays Buffalo Bill is the um, like, I don't know if he's a Pinkerton or like an agent of the governor or whatever, but he's in, he's like the guy who makes Bob. He's the guy who like convinces Bob to kill Jesse. Whoa. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So that got you in the Demi that was getting you in the Demi. Maybe World. I had yeah, I had a I had like a Jame Gum moment. Yeah, <laughs> you want to court those in your life. <laughs> I do think about Silence of the Lambs all the fucking time, and maybe we should watch. That it was real. That blue that one shot that you sent. I mean, that was pretty amazing. I, I mean, about. I'm I'm telling you, it's like a, it's unusual. Like, not a lot of movies have. Mm-hmm. Um, like film the dialogue such that so much of it is just like the way we're all looking at each yeah, other right yeah, now, yeah. like, <laughs> like dead down the camera well, in the, the center of the frame and watching late, late spring, early summer and Tokyo story all this week, you know, and seeing a lot of the hours of that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of pile on. And I'm trying to figure out, of course it's not a documentary style that he's going for, but it becomes that it's the story you know, of more than just these people, you know, it's, or it's, it's telling you more than just what you're looking at in, in more than just that movie. And I kind of wrote down that it's just, everything becomes a sign. Everything becomes signs. You know, there was a, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is it, I think it's in Tokyo story, but out behind the house, there's this, this, you know, kind of the, the limit, the the limit of what you can see. And it's just kind of this ridgeline that the kids play with the grandmother out there oh, yeah, yeah. and they become it's just they're these 2d you know images on this you know on this thing and it because they're just everything kind of becomes this this sign of, of something else and something greater mm-hmm. or, or or yeah i just kind of got sucked into that happening and i guess it's happening in all these things you know the, in, in all three of these things kind of these people becoming their signs or or, or something mm-hmm. else Mm-hmm. damn yeah mm-hmm. that's true um the the like the other thing that that way of filming dialogue does a little bit is like 
um, it puts you in the center, kind of. So, like normally you're wa- you're like watching two people talk like from behind the shoulder of mm-hmm. one of the people, you know. But in this, it's like the two people are having a conversation, but you never like see the whole picture of the conversation. You see, you're you just see like one person, and then you've turned around completely, and you're seeing the other person. And you're receiving. So it's like that's like where you would like. If you think about where you're sitting, kind of as a viewer, it's just like a it's a strange place to be. Yeah, you're in the you're in the people. I mean, you're in the you're in the people. You're in the <laughs> well, there's a lot of like a lot of like sort of uh, close ups of door jams and stuff too mm-hmm. that you sort of see. You know. That yeah, that's true. To make I love you aware that. of where you're at in in, yeah. in the space of the actual house too. You know that you occupy always, the house. I always in Tokyo story, I thought like the, you know, you spend so much time in these, like watching faces and watching like bodies in a particular kind of close proximity to each other that like when it cuts to the sky or something, it just totally feels like this change in your body. Mm-hmm. Is that, did that, I mean, I assume that yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. a yeah. thing that probably happens to everybody, but I was, I found myself kind of really looking forward to the parts where it was like, um, you know, I enjoy the rest of it, but like where, you know, the grandmother's playing with the little kid, you know, the kind of iconic shots of it where you're just watching something unfold in a larger space, you know, yeah. and it, you know, you can feel how that's part of the film is like this way in which like, you know, there's so much, there's a lot of um, openness and constraint that is happening um, simultaneously throughout the movie a lot. Yeah. Like there's a, I don't know, in, I mean, it's 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 not like I'm probably discovering something new about it. It's just like that's what it's doing. Very, yeah. Very yeah, consciously. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's opening you up and closing you like a door over and over again, and like well, letting the, you know what that feels like, you know. And the relationships are so claustrophobic. Like, mm-hmm. um, like it's it's a movie. It's like a movie about these people who are like they know what the right thing to do is, but they can't do it because they're just like to put out kind of um to like like family is like this sometimes i mean like it's just it's just like it's hard to like live up to the ideals we have about it in terms of like loving people enough or something or giving them enough space or something well and it's so sad because the grandma says we came at the wrong time you know it's just as if the as if the timing were really you know the the well it is a convenient thing to blame in the whole process and timing Ugh. yeah and time being so i mean it's time said so many times at the beginning of she dies tomorrow so it's in schedule too but um but yeah i mean it's just that, that as if that cosmic piece were the were the real were the real unfortunate you know you know you know thing to it and but yeah of course the family itself has just got all this oh such depth to it and sadness yeah. and everything else yeah you should really watch make way for tomorrow you might really I like it I, I can't wait yeah i think I, I think i will i like watching things that are just these weird ec- i mean i, I think the, like <laughs> i'm sorry for making you all watch she dies tomorrow no <laughs> i actually really loved it i didn't know it, it. I didn't no, do it, it started off <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it just started but, off so heavy for me, but it was it was great. It was great. Yeah. yeah, I just think a lot about. I mean, the thing that interests me is I like it when um, when Jane Adams walks through those strangers' houses and when she swims in the swimming pool and you can see mm-hmm. the, like the cloud of blood. Uh, like and she's just like swimming and then she's like struggling on the pool toy and stuff and like everybody's <laughs> just doing their thing I mean it is sort of like I mean it seems really weird but it's like you know she what she walks into a stranger's house right and they and they're are they like high or something or are they like what's the deal I think they also have it though so it's going around in different like clusters of people's exposure to and does it, it feel like her like, depression does it feel like she as the so. you know is she as like the matriarch of depression in the in the film it, at times it almost felt like it makes her you know it's almost like inside uh inside out the the kids movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with uh that sadness or whatever and like embody, embodying the mood and then it becomes and then it's almost your fault for contaminating the other you know the other with this bad thought and so at some time like i felt like it was is, is is she you know depicted too much to blame for yeah contaminating like she even comes into this household has she poisoned it you know before she got there like you know it, it, it was almost it was almost as if mm. she's kind of sent it out you know to so many people and that's how the other people respond to it before they're really inside of it. And once they're inside it, they're in mm. solidarity, recognizing yeah. the reality <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of death yes. and that yeah. becomes irrelevant. And so I think that <laughs> it becomes a weird kind of like politics or something, you know, where you're just yeah. like, where it like that sense of, um, you know, I really like the couple that like, well, I don't know if I like it, but uh, you know, there's a lot of the, this sort of like, annoying couples that are supposed to be annoying couples you know yeah yeah in this movie and i guess i was interested in a lot of their like the what it takes for people to be honest basically in the afterlife of a relationship like that you know like Ugh, like they're yeah. living in the afterlife of their lives and they're living in the afterlife of their relationships and stuff and like the, the part about like i don't know i thought the part when um She's like, you didn't come to my birthday party or whatever. And he's like, my dad had a stroke that day. And she's like, oh, you could have called. You could have left you a know? message. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, this is like, that's a really profound dungeon right there. Oh, but, dude, of course. Um, but it was still, yeah, because it was still the turn. Because it was the turn was made, you know, and that was in all in all of these movies once that tur- once that turn has been made and we all. Wait, what do you it, mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Whether it's what's the, what's the turn? I think the is thing it is recognition of something of like I think both, it's a death? both. And that's why Tokyo Story kills me the most. I think is because the grandma is setting you up the whole time. You know, your grandmother is setting you up to fail. Your family is setting mm-hmm. you up to be the asshole. They're setting. They're, they're <laughs> you know you. It's the trap. You know, you have to overextend. Nor, Noriko like has to give all of her money over you have to hand all your fucking money over dude i mean it, it still may not be enough you know it, it it might not be enough and but this but oh. that, but, oh, but it <laughs> but in all the but in all the movies that there's this yeah that there's that the kind of that that structure gets that gets set up oh man you are like building the caverns down beneath <laughs> the earth right now. You're like, you're putting up the bars. <laughs> but doesn't it feel like? But don't you see that in the movie? It, it's like those shots, especially on her, 
are like, she's full of shit. She's not, she's that, that, you know, like I'm just immediately like that, that ain't, that ain't grandma. Grandma's, you know, grandma, grandma wants them to take her out to party like the Hattori, like Hattori does, you know? So like, you got to do that shit. Oh man. But anyway, <laughs> and in all, but in all the movies, <laughs> maybe in all the movies. This movie about basically um, intergenerational forgetting and neglect made me so mm-hmm. want to be a grandparent to be forgotten and neglected, yeah. you know, or to just uh, not to be that, but like to, yeah. I don't know, grandparents mm. as a, as a sort of thing are so um, interesting and I, and I won't be a, you know, I don't think I'll be a grandparent, you know? So like, I, mm. that's not something that I think is like super sad or anything, mm. but it's de- definitely something that like when I, when I see grandparents like able to be that kind of distant, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unconflicted kindness that you're, that you're in a position to do, you know, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. really, I mean, um, I, I mean, that's, it's, that's also it, the part of like, you know, just kind of, taking care of other people too but it's you know um that was yeah. really beautiful to me about tokyo story is like i i, I just i love the grandparents i love their sort of like generosity and their yeah. yeah i just like um like my read of it is so different than what you were saying seth about the turn and like I just it, like we're it's just so amazing to me that we're just always talking about like our own like what what we're ultimately talking about is like our, our fears of like what we're like what is the thing I have fucked up or like what you know yeah. um but like I was th- this is of course making me think my my grandmother died a couple years ago and I um I forget if I've talked about it on here but I was in the room with her when she died and um so I was thinking I was very close with her and I was thinking a lot about like in the time, like she was sort of, um, she had a stroke a few years before she died and she was in a nursing home for a long time. And I didn't visit her as much as I, as, as much as I like feel like I should have. Uh Um, and so I, I thought about that a lot and, but it's, and at some point, and I still feel guilty about that like frequently, but sometimes I also have this thought, which is that like a, like a grandparent, like, that's sort of the amazing thing about a grandparent is that it's like, it's kind of like that they love, they love you like from afar when you're so young that like, it can't possibly be returned to them. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there can, there they can don't have be that no, expectation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There can be no, um, there's no possibility. You can never, you could never pay it back. There's no way yeah. you're ever going to pay it back the way you might like if you end up like taking care of your own parents or something like mm-hmm. with 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 the extra generation involved. It's like there's just there's no you, you no matter it, it's free love in a certain kind of way. It's like it's wow. it's, it's or it's given it's the least freely. creepy version of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Or it's like given freely. So like I don't think. Seth, I don't think she's like setting to me. I don't feel like she's like setting them up for that. I feel like that, that it's like a thing they have to like live with, kind of. Well, yeah, and it, well, and although guess, they are her children, it's different. I don't know. And I guess yeah. technically, she's not. They're not cutting them off, you know. In that scene where they kind of say, "Don't come to see us," you know, if, if uh, you know, this is kind of the last time we'll see you. And yeah. it just kind of almost felt like that's the punish. Like they've been. It's like Scrooge, mm. you know. It's like Scrooge, you know. It's like they. 
uh, yeah, they didn't make the right choices, you know, to have your parents tell, say that to you, you, you fucked up, you know? And so that, that was the, it was like, they didn't yeah, pass yeah, like yeah. the Wonka test or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, I see what you're saying. Or, you know, but the, the test is not, you know, the test is a hidden test, you know, with your family. And yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and never has maybe yeah maybe it's more hidden been it's more, said. Oh, and maybe yeah, maybe more hidden with your family and of course and with your friends you know I think we don't we don't hide our dungeons as much with our friends as with our family I I have so many hidden That's dungeons true. from my family and uh, even my family in this house so yeah. so you're in the basement right now yeah here I am. <laughs> I mean I think that's why I think that the idea of um friendship is so interesting because it's well like any of these categories that we have around things it's like friendship is like so many different kinds of things but it is about mm-hmm. like a kind of like shared surveillance into one another's dungeons and then you just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. have a kind of friend grace where you're like all right let's, you know let's, I don't know I just think about the, yeah. the things that feel most sort of helpful in my life in terms of just like getting through a fucking day Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is is about that like um that that shared recognition of like not being able to help somebody but just being like fuck i don't know that's just my new thing is not being able to help anyone (laughs) sharing in the failure of solidarity in that yeah It's like um, the only it's the only idea that I can have right now in my brain, I think. But that's what Robert it. Ford that's where Robert Ford fucked up. He didn't see that he didn't find that that fr- He didn't know what was in interesting about friendship. He didn't yeah. know what was interesting about Jesse James, you know? Like I think he I, did in the end. Yeah, like he and and that's the sort of that's part of the transformation, right? Is he like understood well, it's like you've burned a saint kind of thing, you know? Like, like I, I mean don't... he almost even understands in the moment he's doing it, it seems like. It, like mm-hmm. the way the way it's acted out in the movie at least, it's like uh, no one's performing it more dramatically than Jesse himself. Yeah. Like Yeah. Um well, to yeah. oh man. Yeah. To step into these roles, you know, to be willing in all three of these movies to step into the role that you're called to is a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty amazing, a pretty amazing bit of grace to, to do. And yeah, I don't know where that, where it kind of shown through the, shown through the most in, in all of them, but I know. Yeah, and like you said, Seth, I don't know how we kind of came to these three, but they, like it's a good fit yeah they harmonize pretty well well. i also thought i'd written down that uh speaking of harmony like that and i i know this is has to be true but like is it in like watching something that we kind of like harmonize our or synchronize our emotions with each other or is it like about is it kind of like it's like uh calibrating is it are you like calibrating something you know our our emotions together Mm. is it like are we, and then I had written down, like, is that what dad wanted to do? You know, is that what my dad had wanted to do? Like, is that, our, is that my moment with my children or with, with my family, with my wife or, or anybody to yeah. kind oh, of man, harmonize, kind of harmonize our emotions for, for a minute. And it's like a, it's like a form of calibration. that's like imperfect. I don't know. I, I, I like it. I like seeing the, the, 
moments of adjustment that people make. Um, yeah. I don't know. I wish that's like, I mean, I guess this is what's happening here, but like, I don't know. I wish my dad would like call me up and tell me to watch a movie, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have like a good conversations, but it's mostly like, you know, he's in, he's, he's uh, like, you know, 79 or 80 now. So he's just like, we just have these awesome conversations about basil, you know, for, for like a really long time, you know, like this is like, where was this when I was like 17 instead? Yeah. I could have totally talked to my dad about oh. basil for like four yeah. hours, you know? Um, we but, don't always yeah. have what we need when we need it. It's always, I mean, I think for a while, that's why I was really like hung up on La Jetée is that it feels like, or susp- mm. a, big, a big part of Suspiria is that like multiplicity <laughs> that like you feel the multiple lives that you're living and you feel the the way that ta- like time overlaps and fucks you up. And I don't know. I, mm. uh, is is every movie La Jetée? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everything is Lajetay, honestly. But like, I mean, I, I, I. This I, is I, just occurring to me. Because I definitely had that thought, like during the week, some point when I was thinking about Lajetay as a way to think about something else, and I was like, oh, this is just like a structure that that mm, like mm. Chris Marker is like recognizing in like longing and in imperfection and in a kind of cynical critique of power and like you know mm-hmm. it's like it's it's like it's so not like a, i love how there's no explanation of the sci-fi elements of it which is sort of like she does tomorrow it's just like people talking you know yeah um yeah. and uh and you then, should read the if you should read the amazon reviews of she dies tomorrow if you want to laugh because they're all <laughs> like so bummed out that like it's not just like explained to people yeah 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 but no lejete too it's just everything is signs you know it, it's another it's just this thing where it becomes this, yeah, I can't even, it's, it's, it's not that it's not a, a fluid experience, but it, it, it's just these, these marked by signs, you know, that, that I was kind of picking up on in Tokyo Story too. that, but I think, yeah, I wasn't thinking about Legitate at the time, but that's so, so nice to think about together. It's making yeah. me think about how the end of like the thing I was saying before about the way the shots are in um assassination yeah. of Jesse James, how they're like fuzzy on the outside. Mm-hmm. And like and then at the end of the movie that what's the last line? Like it's like something like before he could find the right words. Like um Yeah. Like yeah. uh yeah. I think that's and right. I, just as like a everything is just slightly out of reach. Like Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but always, yeah, it's just always moving. You know, these, these, that's what's so kind of startling about Back to Tokyo Story again, like the tracking shots that some kind of that start to happen in, in, it's kind of, they might happen in the house too, but they're happening like as the family's outside or going or like kind of walking. And it's just even this little amount of movement. Yeah, kind of tipped me off to again, just kind of this fleetingness of the whole thing, and that you know it is just kind of passing, and they're on the train too, kind of you know passing through the city and seeing the family, and it's just these stations that you're on, you know, and and Mm -hmm. how and what to do when and what and what should have happened at this spot, you know, to to enrich this moment, and and again, like you know, but to to but to see it happen. 
in Tokyo Story, <laughs> and for or for the grandfather to just get you know obliterated with his friends, you know this 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 last night for uh, or what could be a, a last evening, um, yeah, before some real tragedy, and uh, just yeah, this uh, amazing kind of how when we can grab those moments and yeah when they kind of pass when you are blue, so you can fool me some more. I know you'll hike it, someday you'll pack, then you'll be leaving my door. Oh, but I kind of like it, taking you back, so you can fool me some more. I only look for roses when in season. Ah, oh, but you're a rose that comes and goes without a I make my mind up, I'm just a fool, someday I'll even the score, only to wind up breaking the rule, so you can fool me some more. 